Game Boys. Uh, what's up, Internet, and welcome to the Game Boy. <laughs> podcast it's me lux your host and with me as always turns out tessa thompson was just him the whole time it's griffin davis yeah uh that's how i escaped westworld yeah it's the only only way out um man that show was really bad it's fucking such a uh it was such garbage are you just spending the rest of your like next three months at wisecrack just writing about how bad it is no i think that they like when it's good so i think we've just sort of not Mm -hmm. talked about it at all (laughs) Okay, you guys don't do takedowns. You just do like uplifting pieces about good stuff. Well, we do what went wrongs, but it's something like Westworld, it's like people, <laughs> it's too much. It's, yeah, it's like I can do what went wrong with like the Emoji Movie or the Big Bang Theory or something, but like Westworld's like a whole different kind of bad. Um, but yeah, that you gotta give it to Tessa Thompson though. That you know, like even in the worst thing ever, she can come out looking pretty good. No, you she's know, great. Like, she's incredible. She's incredible. She's been having, it's the year of Tessa Thompson, 2018, 28 Tessa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also the year of the scalding weather here in Los Angeles. Um, it is very hot. So I apologize to our audience. Uh, there's going to be air conditioning uh, going on in the background uh, today. Yeah, because it's a hundred something degrees in Los Angeles. And that's, it's a million degrees. Yeah. Um, and the reason you pay $9,000 per square foot is to keep it under 80 but i gotta tell you lux the way i've been keeping cool is with a little game on the nintendo switch called hollow knight oh that's a good game i played it not on the switch oh you already played this game i played this game it's a very good game Oh, man, it is super cool. Um, for those who haven't played, it's kind of like a uh, um, Metroidvania, kind of like two, 2D platformer game with kind of some Dark Souls-style mechanics, too. Um, it's been super fun, and it's also just really, uh, has this really adorable uh, animation to it. Uh, Lex, how far did you get in the game? I don't know. I probably played about 10 hours, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's What's great about it, at least aesthetically, is it has that great combination of like really cute and really dark at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of got that Undertale balance that really that really hits that chord for me. You know? Yeah, that, it, that really hits the spot. The game's super fun. Where are you? Where are you at in the mix? I am about ten hours in as well. I'm still learning some basic stuff. I've gotten a few of the uh, basic traversal mechanics that you get at the beginning of the game. Uh, and I gotta say, it's just it's, games are just so good on the Switch, man. Yeah, the Switch uh, is the best. You know. This podcast is brought to you by Nintendo. Um, get, go buy a Switch, play with us on... But what do you... Are you been playing anything this week, Lux? Oh, buddy, have I? Um, here's the thing. <laughs> here's what happened to me. Is I got the Octopath Traveler demo, and it fucking rules. Okay. And I loved it, and I was having a great time, and I was like, man, this oh is making God. me horny for role-playing games. But the thing is, I thought Octopath Traveler <laughs> didn't come out for a year, so I bought this game called Earthlock, and I've been playing that a lot, but then Burf told me that actually Octopath Traveler comes out next week. So I'm going to go back to that soon. That game is amazing, though. Both those games are really good. That was a really boring story. Well, I'm playing two games, and it's mostly because I'm an idiot. Okay. Uh, uh, so are you recommending this game? I can't recommend Octopath Traveler because I only played the demo, but the demo is really good. Um, but Earthlock, yeah, you should play it. It's really fun. And it's on the Switch, and it's cheap. Plenty of uh, JRPGs uh, to, to stay inside to all the time. Oh, yeah. No, that's and that's my whole thing is like, if I got a JRPG, you know I'm not going outside. And if I cannot go outside, <laughs> oh, that's a good day. Um, I, I think it's time to uh, bring on our guest uh, for this episode. Yeah, we can let him out of his cage because he's been doing just fine. <laughs> he's been doing just fine. And uh, I, he's got to be down because he wants it all. Uh <laughs> 
it started um, out with my a bit. Friend. How did it end up like this? I, I, I would, it was only a bit. She it was only stop. a bit. Oh. Uh, Haley, you can edit that part out. Or you can keep it if you want. Um, but uh, back to my introduction. Um, we have a friend of mine. I put him in the friend category. It's a big step on the podcast. He's shaking his head. He's he's not into it. He's taking the headphones off. He's leaving. Uh, he is a, a sketch comedian. He's a member of my own sketch team. Wow. I, how did I book this guy? Uh, it's Bennington Grant. Hey. Boy, boy, boy. Um, <laughs> hey, guys. Also horny for RPGs over here. Also horny getting, for RPGs. I'm getting all randy for RPGs after that awesome story. Yeah. No, I know how to talk nasty to the RPG crowd. And it's all about buying, getting a demo and then buying a game by mistake. Well, you're safely at least three feet away from me, and Lux is on a computer screen in Austin, so I think this is this is fine. It's I fine can to feel ready. the heat. Yeah, <laughs> can, I'm, alone, I'm get, alone in my room. Before we get started, can I make a prediction? Yes. Um, because I went on our friends, uh, uh, Jacob and Will, uh, from another sketch team, Detention. I went on their podcast. I made a prediction it would be the most controversial episode they ever have. And sure enough, it was. It caused a lot of buzz on our uh, community uh, feed. Um, My prediction for this, this will be your worst episode. (laughs) Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. That is wild. You don't know that's a, the that's challenge, challenge you presented yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Dude, we have some bad, bad episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. If you want to, if you want to dig reverse Everest, then go for it. Um, Someone did reverse Everest. <laughs> uh, well, I, I appreciate that prediction. Um, I, I one of the reasons I was excited to bring you on was was your controversial nature. Mm. Uh, you seem to be uh, a type of person that doesn't shy away from controversy. Here, here's how I'm going to help you guys out. I'm going to say a lot of stuff that your audience won't vibe with and you guys can be like no we don't like that and then they'll think that you're like cool you know you'll be like hey you really took that Bennington Bennington guy down that's classic that's classic wrestling <laughs> we got a yeah. heel. We just got to take him I'm going to play heel. So um, you are, uh, I've, I've spent a lot of time with you, but you're still an enigma to me in many ways. Um, my first question. <laughs> What's up? Uh, is Bennington is your real first name? Um, no, this is a, uh, Bennington is not my first name originally. Um my brother's middle name is Benjamin, uh, and my mom always wanted someone named Benjamin. So my father was going to name me Casey. Now, his parents did not like that name because that is a girl's name, they thought. <laughs> <laughs> so three days before I was born, they bought a dog and named it Casey. <laughs> so that, Genius! I mean, what good, a power good, play. Good solution. So honestly. there's a lot of what a power. There's play. a lot of myth around my name because uh, oh my god, my middle name is Sullivan, and at the time of my birth, my parents. I don't know if I should be saying this, but they were they were feuding with uh, the rest of uh, my family on my mom's side. So. They named me after Gigi Sullivan, the dark horse of our family. So my name was uh, Benjamin Sullivan Grant. But my brother's name was Benjamin. Um, so when I was like a kid, my dad uh, used to teach. At, he was an adjunct professor at Bankton College. And we were driving through Vermont. And he was like, hey, like, uh, we should have called you Bennington. 
<laughs> wait, wait, wait. What age were you when he said that? I was like five or six. He's like, you want to be Bennington? I was the, like, the, yeah. <laughs> like, you want to be Bennington? That's incredible. But to, to understand the, the dynamics of my family, when we moved to Virginia, <laughs> when so it was like a nickname like growing up. But when we moved to Virginia, my dad, who always went by Bill, he's like, hey, I'm going to tell people my name is Will. Like, <laughs> so your dad is yeah. into name changing. Yeah, your family is my fast dad, lose My dad names. also. Your dad wants to change his PlayStation Network ID name so yeah. badly and can't. Um, <laughs> my dad also changed his birthday because it was. Uh, <laughs> That's you can't it was do that. December. Well, yeah, I mean, it was December twenty sixth. Is your dad like the guy from Catch Me If You Can? <laughs> I haven't seen him in years. No. Uh, he robs banks. He uh, he changed his birthday to June twenty sixth so they could have like a picnic instead of it being like during the winter. Um, so changing stuff is in our family now. Oh, okay. I was gonna get it changed officially when I was uh, in Virginia. And uh, I just didn't get around to it. And then he came to L.A. and it's like five hundred dollars to get it changed. So I don't have five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And who cares? Uh, it's like there's you don't have to pay anyone five hundred dollars for your name to just officially be Bennington yeah. in most capacities. Everyone calls like, me. You I've know, only known that to be your name. It didn't even occur to me to ask if that wasn't your name. Yeah. <laughs> My family calls me Bennington. Uh, I call myself Bennington when I'm giving myself pep talks in the mirror. So, so Virginia is that where you grew up? I grew up in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, next to uh, Vermont, uh, where my namesake is. Um, and I moved when I was 11, and then I moved out of Virginia when I was 22. So I kind of split my life between uh, those two parts. Mm-hmm. All right, which part of which part of your life did you like better? <laughs> yeah, which I, part was the best? I loved New England. I, I still do, and I really didn't want to move. We moved because our heating bill was too much. <laughs> they were just like, we're just not paying for this anymore. Um, and I guess they just want to change. And they pretty much like went to a map and they're like, how far south are you willing to go? And they settled on Virginia, just like randomly. And I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> it changed my whole f- life. Yeah, a famously southern town. Yeah. Which part, southern of, which part of Virginia? <laughs> um, I li- lived in the Shenandoah Valley next to the Blue Ridge Mountains um, in Stanton, which is a... Uh, Next to Charlottesville, Virginia, and uh, a home of Nazis. No, that's a that's a horrible. Uh, they all flew in for the, that box. The Nazi, yeah, the Nazis <laughs> would be in the 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 rural towns around there, but Charlottesville is is very liberal. Oh, uh, it's a it's one of the best cities in America. Yeah, I believe that. A couple of my friends went to grad school there. Oh yeah, They're UVA for sure, nerds. for sure. Yeah, I was like, I was like, like, you start starting with thought you're gonna say they're fucking Nazis. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know, Um, I pulled out of that one. It is, uh, it was, it what like I remember going down there and coming back to New England and my cousins being like, do they really say y'all there? I was like, oh my god, it's so much worse, (laughs) worse. Uh, Yeah, that's like deep Virginia. That's not yeah. like that's not like a like your fair. That's not like a like Fairfax, like Arlington or something. That's like right, exactly. There's North Virginia, which is pretty much just DC. But where like I went to school in in Richmond, and they have um, Monument Avenue, which is just a monument of Confederate statues. Uh, which you know, like two years ago, there there was a lot of stories about like 
Hey, should we get rid of these? <laughs> like, should we not? Uh, and then we all forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've only been to Richmond occasionally, and I've only ever gone to this like one arcade venue. But it's pretty cool. Oh, a uh, Strange Matter. Yeah, Strange Matter. That place is dope. Yeah, that place is uh, dope. Richmond, very very uh, cool city. Yeah. But uh, what made you want to come out here to Los Angeles? Um, I uh, I went to film school. And I was going to move to New York with my girlfriend, who was an actress. And that kind of fell through at the last minute. The, and the I did a relationship. Yeah, it was like, I don't want to be in the same city as you anymore. And uh, I remember just calling my friend. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts like Earwolf podcasts. And I knew all those people went to UCB. So I was like, I'm just going to go to L.A. and do UCB and um you know, do some improv and some sketch and kind of find my voice and then start making films from there. Um, and it's where, you know, when I moved out here, there was one other classmate that came out and we kind of thought that everyone from our class was eventually everyone talked about, yeah, we're all going to go out to L.A. But then um, uh, that show Turn that was on AMC came to Richmond and like all of our friends work on that show and they've never come out <laughs> so it's just the two of us stranded out here and we hate it <laughs> yeah well i'm glad to hear there are some people who don't love la la is a great town to play video games in because you can be very stranded in la uh a lot of times it's like very i very isolated and or it's like hard to get around at certain times it's very easy to actually just stay inside all day and play games yeah and i live deep deep north where uh, Griffin came out to my place one time. Um, he remarked it was very quiet, but it is like, it, it's funny because it's like for me to hang out with my friends, it, it, it's as though I used to live in Stan and I would like drive to Charlottesville like 45 minutes to hang out with people, then have to drive back. And I'm pretty antisocial because it's like, I'm against drinking and driving. So uh, it's like, I just kind of want to go home. And so buying a PS4 has been a, a really great event in my life because it's like, cool, I'm doing something. <laughs> now, did you not have a console before that or have, were you consoles for a while? Right. So I had um, we had Nintendo growing up and then PlayStation and then GameCube. And then I didn't have a console and I didn't play video games for about eight to ten years. Um well, they got like incredible. Wait, so what is the gap? What What's the reason for the gap? I just, uh, you know, I was at college. I didn't have. Um, oh, I, I'm sorry. We we did get a Wii. We got a Wii like that Christmas that everyone wanted one. <laughs> that that like kind of counts. Yeah, I know. It, it's like it kind of counts. Like, Rabbi Jack and I played a lot of Wii tennis for like three months. Exact Wii tennis, Wii bowling. Like I remember we got a Wii the day after Christmas, which used to be my dad's birthday, um, he, he went and he went and found one and we brought it back in and, and kids from our school found out. And these kids that like didn't like me before, they were over at my house and they were being nice to me because I had the Wii and uh, I, I was just so happy. Oh, and and, uh, you know, we had Zelda for it. But, you know, I went to college. It's like I never had money to uh, buy a console. The only games I played the only game I played was Mass Effect 1 and 2. I played them on my laptop, and those were so awesome. <laughs> that, that Like, the gap between, like, Wii and then, like, Mass Effect 2 was, like, huge. I was like, wow. These, I remember just when I knew I was about to finish it, I 
played it like 10 hours straight to the sunrise. It was, uh, it was a very big moment in my life. <laughs> now, it's funny that you have this gap in video games because uh, does that make you uh, not like some of the types of video games? Or is there like, do you feel like, like you're confused by what's going on in the scene? Well, there's just, there's so many now that I have to catch up on. Um, I do get kind of like, I get bored pretty easily. So it's like, I would never play another Call of Duty game like, I'm kind of done with those forever. Uh, like, I really want to play. I know you've been playing The Last of Us. Like, I want to catch up on those yeah. on those games because mm-hmm. I never had, like, such a cinematic experience. And I come from, like, a storytelling background. Uh, but it, it was like I got this job blogging about video games. So I'm like, well, now I have to uh, have them. And to be honest, like, I wasn't too excited about anything at E3. But... I was like, well, I still have like six years of games to go back and play. Yeah, right. yeah, that's, that's always nice. That must be pretty cool to have that, have that backlog. And also, there's like games that are like some of the biggest masterpieces of the generation that are now like ten dollars, right? Exactly, like fifteen dollars. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can get your your Mass Effect and your Last of Us, or whatever, for like a, a dollar. <laughs> like it's all pretty bargain basement at this point, and all the new shit's sort of silly. Um. All right, well, should we maybe introduce some history and get into the, what we came here to talk about, Griff? Yeah, because uh, speaking of uh, of masterpieces of a generation, there's a very exciting game that our guest brought on today. So we should get into a little bit of history about this game. <clears throat> In 2007, Blizzard Entertainment, responsible for game legends like World of Warcraft, Diablo, and StarCraft, began to work on a top-secret new project called Titan. Titan was planned to be the greatest massive multiplayer online shooter ever created, but in 2013, it was internally shuttered by the company for being a chaotic, unbalanced mess. But from the ashes, a phoenix was born. Blizzard director Jeff Kaplan took 40 employees from Titan and had only a few months to come up with a new game, a death sentence to most developers. Not to be deterred, Kaplan and his team reused assets and ideas from Titan and in 2016 released a game that would change the world forever. Described as a hero shooter, Overwatch assigns players into two teams of six, with each player selecting from a roster of over 25 players known as heroes, each with a unique unique style of play whose roles are divided into three general categories that fit their role. After establishing the narrative of an optimistic near-future Earth setting after a global crisis, the developers aim to create a diverse cast of heroes that span genders and ethnicities, with major characters like Tracer being openly gay, a major step in video games. It has inspired comics, cosplay, and is recognized as an esport, with Blizzard themselves helping to fund and produce their own professional esport, the Overwatch League. Is this the greatest goddamn game of all time? I'll let the boys decide with Blizzard's Overwatch. Not. <laughs> there are spoilers. Yeah. I don't know. You know, in part of this being the worst episode, uh, <laughs> I was listening to your Final Fantasy episode. I'm like, wow, this guy knows a lot about, like, all three of these people know a lot about Final Fantasy Nine. I don't know too much about Overwatch. I'll go ahead and say that. Me and Griffin play it, like, every well, night. Well, this episode's off to a good start, because I also don't know too much about Overwatch. So, <laughs> Well, I tricked you, because I have not played Final Fantasy Nine. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, Michael and I have played it a million times, whereas I've only mostly played Overwatch with Griffin. So here's what I'll say about my intro to the game, because like I said, I I kind of tricked my way into getting this like I, I convinced this guy that I knew a lot about video games to get this job that was essentially about esports. But I just know a lot about sports like 
I watch sports all the time. So I wanted, I convinced him I could, the way that we look at LeBron James, I could make them look at Siegel, who is on the Houston Fuel uh, Overwatch team. Like I could glorify him in that way. So I got this job. I go, I buy my PS4 and I'm like, I'm going to get Overwatch. Like I, I just heard about it. I just knew it was like a good multiplayer shooter, like fun. I didn't know anything about it at all. I go home. I set up the PS4. I download stuff for like six hours. Um, I turn on the game and then the intro comes on. And this is my first take of the day. The intro fucking sucks. It's so fucking bad. It makes no sense. It starts with a gorilla like chewing in my ear. I hate it. Every time it yeah, comes you on. You told me you don't like chewing. I've talked about this. And when we play online, if people are chewing, you don't like that. See, when I was growing up, my parents together made like $20,000. And we just never had extra food or snacks. And so I have never had snacks in my life. I've never been a snacker. So when people are eating snacks... It's a bourgeois thing. Yeah, no, well, it's not... <laughs> it makes me so angry. No, it's just like... It, it, it's just an unnatural part of me that everyone wants snacks, like, all the time. And it's like, when I'm playing the game, I want to just play the game. I don't want to eat snacks and play the game. I just want to play the game. Mm -hmm. And you've got these heavy-duty headsets, people chewing in your ear... It's hell for me. It's absolute hell. <laughs> and for the game to start with the guy chewing. Oh, is this thing on? I'm like, this fucking, I hate this. And you then you have to watch it every time, which is a little much. And I it's not it because it was like, this is a game with a big monkey. And I was like, sold. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even dislike Winston as a character, but the intro's not funny. It needs a punch up. It's like, you guys were talking on uh, another one about games that are trying to be funny. This intro is trying to be funny. It's oh, yeah. not funny and it's painful to me. No, it it's definitely like, is that. It's not... The game has, like, a sense of humor, but it's not a very good one and it's not very... It's, it's not very filled in, is yeah, what I'd say. And, like, up, the... Their story's really hit and miss. It somehow comes up more in, like, the emotes than in, like, the cutscenes. And there's all these, like... I went and watched this video of... 30 minutes it was like all the lore behind it and I watched all these stories like how Tracer knows Winston and, and it's like but then none of this has to do with the gameplay at all yeah, I know actually I don't care about that I care that they aren't like putting out the story in the game that they're like putting it out like outside of the game see like um, for people who haven't played the game uh, there are a lot of stories about the characters, about the different players you can play as, but they're kind of vignettes that focus on like one character, or sometimes like a hero character, sometimes like a, a villain character. Um, but they're all kind of vignette stories, and there's no clear narrative main like a story arc to anything. Well, here's, um, here's my take on that, real yeah. quick. I think that's good. Like I, I think it's good that the videos aren't in the game. I think it's good that they don't matter that much. Cause like it's not a game where that shit matters. Like there's no, it's just a game where you dress up, you you get superpowers in a costume, and you shoot your friends. Like it's not a game that needs a story, and so the story being fully optional is like totally fine for me. I'm I'm into that, but I would rather like like it doesn't explain why we're fighting in the game. I wish it was just like a Mortal Kombat thing where it's like. Yeah, this is a this is a shooting tournament like to kill everyone. And and you could fill in the stories of where every character came from and how they came to 
be in this five or six v six fighting situation, but it's like they have this whole other world, and it's like, but now that matters when you're playing the game. Yeah, I think it's just like there are fans who are gonna love that shit and get into it. And there are people like me who are just like, I'm just gonna play this game to shoot shit with my friends. And I think going back to like the history, like it, it I think it kind of feels like that because there used to be an A story. This used to be a game. It used to be a thing game called Titan, and they just took the flavors oh, and the flashes of that to this game. So it's kind of like, is there a story? Isn't there? Um, it's just like weird level of story. Um, I personally like, I would like there to be more like, I, I mean, in world of Warcraft, there would be cinematics that would be cool and would push story forwards. And I mean, like, yeah, but you know, I feel like forward character momentum was like a built in part of how world of Warcraft worked and is just not a component in like what overwatch is. And I think that it's like, yeah, that's something they like, there's a lot about Overwatch that doesn't appeal to me directly because it's not the kind of game I play. But what I like about it is that it's very much like this is the kind of game this is and everything about this game is to that point. And it like knows what it is and what it's doing. And Blizzard does a really good job. I mean, all the characters are good and their personalities come through in their fighting styles. So it, I, it's like everything they've done is good, but I wish it was just more uh, connected. But I don't really care. I'm more just about the yeah, gameplay. I just like shooting shit with my friends. Uh, that's the thing is this is a game that is very welcoming to people to play of all sorts of skill levels. Like uh, it's really the only kind of shooter game where I've just like handed it to someone who doesn't really play video games a lot and they've been able to have a little bit of fun. Uh, There's it's like a kind of available to like all different types of play styles and skill. And I think that's what's cool about it. Whereas like if you just like hand your friend like Call of Duty, they're just going to like get shot in two seconds and it's not going to be fun for them. So they really did strike like a good balance with the game. Yeah, I've been going in between playing Fortnite and overwatch and it will be like i'll just play fortnite until i just can't stand that i never ever ever kill anyone <laughs> and then i'll go into fortnite and be like hey like i'm it kind of evens it out yeah, yeah. In i go into yeah. overwatch yeah yeah um and i guess they do a good job with skill ranking and everything yeah they do do a good job of that side note fortnite wise i killed a guy and won a game of fortnite last night i'm very proud of myself you won yeah me and victory royale me and jordan and uh shrimp not shrimp uh jordan's oh. friend jake three man team won a game of fortnite what heroes that that's pretty cool um and that's actually kind of dope <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and also and very telling of how of how like li- little gratification yeah. you get from that game. i'm suddenly very horny again <laughs> <laughs> i have that my game stories are constant are a constant source of arousal for uh, nerds <laughs> and non-nerds alike uh yeah but fortnite is not satisfying fortnite is a game of like constant defeat and like rare victory and i think overwatch you can feel like you're contributing uh, in all sorts of ways, whether it's like healing or being a tank or, or doing damage. That's for sure. Like I get incredibly discouraged playing Fortnite because I'm bad at it um, by almost any metric. But I'm also not that good at Overwatch. But I can like play Lucio and like run around just heal my friends or like build a bunch of turrets as Torbjorn or something and feel like yeah. I'm helping and like make a difference in a meaningful yeah, what's way. Everyone's, what's everyone's favorite character? What the character they like to play the most? Lux, did you play Roadhog the most? Uh, I play Lucio the most, probably. Lucio the most, okay. I I do not, like, I guess I like Zenyatta, but 
so I'll just say Zenyatta. I mean, oh, my favorite character is Widowmaker. What are we talking oh, about? No. I love Widowmaker, <laughs> and Griffin gets so mad when I pick her. But I, I have this fantasy that I'll get so good that I'll be a contributing Widowmaker, but it, it'll probably never happen. Um, and I'm and I'm like the the dickhead that like takes it too seriously. It's like, oh my god, we're gonna lose because yeah. you picked Widowmaker. This comp sucks. Like, yeah, I'm like, which is like, uh, well, what am I trying to do? I'm not even that high ranked. <laughs> it doesn't no, matter. Griffin, What's your favorite character, Griffin? That's what everyone really wants to know. Guys, my favorite character is Mercy. She's an angel medic healer. Um, I, she's probably like middle-aged, right? Uh, yeah. No? Mean, no, she's, uh, she looks like she's straight out of med school. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. She does look like she's, <laughs> no, she, she she's probably like, like she's 31. an extra in Grey's Anatomy. She's uh, <laughs> like a 31-year-old. Yeah, she's like a resident at a hospital. <laughs> she's like the 31-year-old that the other 31-year-olds are like, fuck you, like, <laughs> you look like you're 26. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I like playing her because uh, she's fun she's to a play. winner. Um, yeah, I str- I struggle to find a main. I don't understand people, and it's like. Like I said, I'm restless. I get bored easily, so I just go wherever the wind takes me with uh, character choices in that game. Which is Overwatch is amazing for that because it does have what now like 25 like pretty distinct. Yeah. Characters uh, at 27 currently, soon to be 28 with uh, with a hamster ball, wrecking ball, which just Blizzard. I know you're listening. Just change the name to Hammond. We're all calling it Hammond online. Yeah, we're not calling it wrecking. No ball. one's calling it wrecking ball. Lux, have you heard about this? Nope. Do you hear about this? New character is a <laughs> hamster. Okay. Um, so that, far, uh, I'm in. The new character is a, a, a space hamster that Double escaped in. his prison on the moon and uh, fought robots on Earth under a mysterious disguise. No one knew he was a hamster uh, and then revealed himself to That's be a hamster. That's what happened with me and my girlfriend. Um, and That's now everyone's like, well, this guy's a hamster and he's also 14 years old. That is the most animation I've ever heard and I fucking love it. That is so... Yeah. Good and and the developers are like he doesn't talk because that would be ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he yeah. just he's just uh, like a Spider Man. Rational <laughs> here. That's I didn't know he's fourteen. You think he's jerking off in that ball? Yeah, uh, yeah. Another weird, uh, weird addition. Yeah, it's like why does he have to be fourteen? He's like got so many other details. Like, did they have does he have age things? quicker? As a hamster? Who knows? What are uh, hamster yeah, is it 14 years? In the human years or hamster years? That's the real question. Yeah, but uh, I like that they, um, they're a game, it's rare, they make a bunch of money, don't get me wrong, and a bunch of people pay for those microtransactions to get skins, but there's no pay to win, there's no pay to get ahead, uh, and they're constantly putting out free content, they're constantly adding new maps that are like cooler than the old ones, constantly adding new characters and, 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 and balancing and reworking characters. Uh, I think it's the most balanced online shooter, um, or at least the one that they've taken, like is clear that developers are really in tune with how the game is being played. It's really incredible how even they make it. Cause it's like, it could be so messy. And that's why Titan got canceled is cause uh, they said in Titan, they had similar things with their skill trees, but then like everyone's skills were overpowered and it was super unbalanced and chaotic. So it wasn't fun, but this is like the perfect balance. It's like when, when one, sometimes one thing that a character will do will like stick out of like, yo, this is OP. And it's like, wow, like there's 28 people with four different abilities. And this is like the one out of a hundred that like they need to tweak a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah. I think all their mathematicians doing this shit. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been pretty incredibly impressive. They stayed tuned with like the meta game 
and like adjust it accordingly because so many games are so slow about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only game that's as good at that is fucking Hearthstone, which is another Blizzard game. Like Blizzard's just fucking a one on that shit. Yeah, and they'll take big risks too. They'll completely rework a character from the ground up, like the, what they just did with Symmetra, um, and they've done with other characters but as well. They did that with Mercy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With to uh, to what Griffin said with Hearthstone, I play Hearthstone too, and it, it you know it's like whole what they do is so cool but whole expansions will leave and then you got to spend like $50 to get all the to get some of the new cards yeah, it feels like pay to win in Hearthstone but Blizzard is I mean this game is like you level up and you get loot boxes at a very quick rate where it's like I have so many skins and like emotes and like aesthetic stuff oh yeah I've never pay, never for. I've never spent money and I've been able to buy a bunch of stuff it's the only game that's like that's like constantly allowed me to still buy stuff, even though there's a microtransaction uh, option. Um, so I think that stuff's all pretty cool. Uh, is there any other major things we wanted to talk about with this game? Yeah, um, let's talk about the gameplay. I mean, yeah. oh yeah, we have like yeah, the I mean, thing that's funny about Overwatch is like, and me like getting back into gaming um, is like it brings out the best in the gaming community and like the fucking worst like you at, at any point at any match you can either have someone who's like so annoying or someone who's like so fun that you can like group up with them and i'll group up with people and play with them for like f- four hours and then play with them later and they're just like my online friends like this is like a mm-hmm. whole new world to me to have uh, people to talk to. No, the- no, 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 it's true uh, because it's a game that, does, that it's a game that's not all about who has the highest kills on the kill sheet or whatever. It's it's about teamwork. It's a game that's like you don't win if you don't work as a team. And maybe that encourages just better behavior online. I know Overwatch has had its toxicity problems. Yeah, but it just released that cool new thing uh, that I don't know if it'll fix it, but it's this endorsements thing where you can you can vote for like best teammate or shot caller or oh, uh, shot caller. I don't know what the other one is. Good. Good sportsman, good sportsmanship, yeah. uh, yeah, good teammate. The thing, the the problem with the game is that, like, a good composition is one third support, one third tank, and one third damage, and like four fifths of people <laughs> want to play damage. Yeah, that's true. So I I will you know because since I since I like playing all the characters, I will hold back and be like, I'll just fill whatever role. I never ever a damage roll which are kind of the fun ones to play i disagree with that i think a lot of the damage ones are like super squishy and they do get squishy yeah. they're like 200 health and like yeah. i don't know like i personally i've always like playing a tank yeah. i get to stay around for longer yeah i like being a tank or a support boy for sure um that's more of my speed also i'm but bad you are at- right like when when you are queuing a group like and if you wait you're not going to yeah. be picking a DPS like someone else is going to pick it or yeah. sometimes. And then uh, the other thing that will happen is I go, you know what? I've been support like five games in a row. I'm going to take DPS. It's, so it starts up. I take DPS and then just everyone else takes DPS. And there's like that waiting game while the thing ticks where it's like, uh, OK, <laughs> like I'll be yeah, like but, who's going to be the one to act like a goddamn adult and play fucking Torbjorn. Let's do this. The gameplay is super good. I've put in many hours into it. It's uh, it's it's you can just turn it on and instantly start playing. And it's also just like it's good. We were talking about this before, like we didn't get a specific. Like, it's good for like new people, particularly because like 
it's really hard for one person to ruin it. Yeah, and there's only like two or three yeah. buttons per character. Like some characters only have like two or three moves. Yeah, and but if it, you're, it's just that like you can't botch the job as one person, which like makes there have so much less pressure, which is like the scary part of those games. Like even Fortnite is intimidating. So it's like, oh, if I get killed, ha- a quarter of my team is dead forever. Right. But if like I'm bad at aiming with Farah, like, well, that sucks. But you still for the people who can kill some shit. It's like you can't botch it. But if you have a good game, you can like carry like you can win it for your team. And that feels really good. Like mm-hmm. one person can make a difference on a winning side, but not on the losing side. And they have this amazing play the game feature at the end. That's always sought after. Uh, that's like a little contentious at yeah. times. Some people feel like it's broken. But like when you get play the game and it like shows a highlight reel of like oh, the moment you so did. Good. It feels great. Like when your little intro comes up and glad they talk all the time about trying to make play of the game include like more like heals and like assist stuff and less just like triple kill triple yeah, kill. for instance like as mercy I never I would make huge plays but never get play the game back in the day but then since they switched her to like being able to like have a different type of ultimate where she can fly around and shoot people I can get play the game when I do that so I don't know they, they're I, trying to get that better. I was playing with this kid one time. He was like 16. He was so annoying. And uh, he was like, oh, I, I was like playing with uh, this girl I had met. And I, f- I felt I, I don't want to judge, but I felt like he was trying to impress the girl because he kept being like, yeah, I'm like a pro player on Destiny. It's just like uh, I'm just playing Overwatch now, but I'm like ranked like top 100 in Destiny. And it's like I, I doubt it. Like we're in fucking bronze. Like I don't think you're a pro player. And he's like. He would like call out, you know, like all his kills. And he's like, that's play the game. That's play the game. Let's play the game. And um, and I, at one point he was I said something to the effect of like, uh, yeah, kills don't matter so much in Overwatch. And, and he's like, yeah, I'm just coming from Destiny where it's like all about kills. And it's like, OK, Jesus. well, you're not playing destiny right now <laughs> and so play of the game comes up and it was like mercy and it was just like mercy going around healing and he was like what the fuck what the fuck dude like i had like triple kills like all over the place i'm like yeah it's more of a team game and he's like that's not how destiny is i'm like dude shut up about destiny yeah i i do there's that weird thing of like people like learn how to play one game and think that that game's every game and Overwatch is a fun one because it's so different than other games of its type. Like, it's so much more team-oriented and so much better balanced that, like, things like that will happen all the time. It's fun to play with friends. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Lux, do you have an online experience that you that you think is better than, than uh, Overwatch? Overwatch? Um, I mean... Pennington, you can chime in, too. Let me think. I mean, there's definitely some of the, like, older... Like, like playing with strangers online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, some of the older, like, sports games online were pretty fun. Um, I never did a ton of online gaming, though, until relatively recently, so not really. I really don't think there's a game out now because there are, like, some, some matches I feel like talking, and when I do, people are responsive, and when I don't feel like talking... You don't have to talk, and the the game still feels kind of the same. I'll say the the most fun I've ever had playing a video game is me and my friends used to like get four TVs together and play Halo Two. Oh wow! And that's incredible. Everyone being in the same room, yeah, was it was so fucking hype. I mean, I I told my brother yesterday like motivation for me to get out there, start dating again. Is like my bachelor party is gonna be. Like six TVs, Halo Two party because it okay, was honestly wait, like you the can't, best wait, night you, of my so life. So you're saying you can't have a LAN party until you get married? No, and no, I mean like this is I want to play with my friends and 
you know, who knows where they'll be across and trick them into kind of like flying into where I am to be like, hey, like we're going to play Halo 2. We used to play this mode where it's one it would we called it Predator um, and one person was super quick and invisible. Oh, um, and they had a sword. Nice. And then everyone else. So it's like 10 people in a room and we're all like listening for the footsteps. And then you just hear like, and so we go, ah! and like, we're all like, ah! it was fucking so awesome. Yeah. And I miss like multiplayer in the same room so much. We, we co-op. talk about this on this podcast all the time. That split screen couch co-op. October stuff. 5th, baby Mario party. Come over for October 5th, Mario yeah, party. That split screen couch co-op type games. There's like a better multiplayer experience. And that's why part of why the switch is so good. The switch has so many good games for that. Well, yeah. Starting to. Yeah. I don't think like as good as overwatch is, I don't think anything will ever be as good as like kind of land parties, but overwatch does a really good job of like, being like a social experience definitely i mean uh we've been nerding out of my house and my roommate has a tv in his room with overwatch so we, we have been playing overwatch in the same house yeah. shouting at each other from room to room uh, and even that amount has made it super fun it makes me just want to like put like three more tvs in here and never leave all right well this is a great time for you to go buy three more tvs because we're about to take a quick break <laughs> and then we'll be back uh with the game boys podcast so hold on one second after this commercial hey griffin have you ever taken a history class before uh yeah did what how was it for you it was pretty tough right ah uh, it just was boring like i just didn't care but what if i told you that we had a new product that could help you make history fun okay yeah i know it's not it doesn't <laughs> jump off the page right away but let me tell you it's worth it with these fill in the blank history books that many times you can go through the history of the world and they have these special parts blank kind of like a mad lib for you to fill in with whatever you want so you might say something like hey what's this state on the west coast it's called star town this changes my entire perspective right totally it'll make it so much fun for instance if someone could say hey griffin what war was fought in 1812 and you could say the pineapple express exactly and it's not wrong you're just filling in the blanks you're just filling your book and choosing your own adventure and that's why you're going to want one of these fill in the blank history books as soon as you can get your hands on them Welcome back to the Game Boys podcast. I'm still Lux, your host. Your co-host is still Griffin Davis, and your guest is still our good friend Bennington. Um, and now we have talked about Overwatch, and it's time for us to rate this game, boys. Uh, so here's how that works. Uh, we're going to go in a circle, rating this game on a scale from one to five joysticks, and giving a little overview of our thoughts about it. And Bennington, since you are our guest and we're very polite, you get to go first. Thank you. Finally, someone's showing me some respect in this goddamn town. Um... <laughs> In a he's showing you respect from a very different town. <laughs> yeah, but he's so, in the goddamn town. <laughs> like I said, I, I had a huge gap in video games, so I, I'm blown away by everything I I play now. Um, and I haven't even played too many PS4 games. I think, like I said, Blizzard has done an incredible job with all the characters. And when I'm, I mean, I paid full price for this game. And I want to get my money's worth. And I don't see myself getting tired of playing it because there's just so many different characters and play styles to play. That being said, it, it's got like three game modes and, and a couple maps. Uh, the online experience is great. Overall, I mean... How how do we go with decimal po decimal points here? Oh, oh you whatever do whatever you your your heart decides. I would go with 
Um, you can do uh, you can do three uh, three joysticks and a Wii con. You can do uh, you can do well, anything you want. Just know that Griffin will almost certainly tell you it's wrong immediately after you choose it. My I mean my greatest video game experiences tend to deal with gameplay interweaving with story. Like Fire Emblem is my favorite game of all time. Sure. Um, so because it, it lacks that kind of like emotional connection to the game. I'm going to go with four joysticks. That's great. Whoa. That makes complete sense. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I guess I'll go next. Um, I think that I've played over 200 hours of this game. <laughs> uh, and by think, I mean, I know because I looked it up before the podcast and That's they tracked that, crazy. unfortunately. Those um, creeps. And uh, yeah, those creeps, <laughs> those perverts. Uh, but uh, so I obviously love the game. Uh, it definitely kind of like transfixed me. Like there's sometimes when you start playing a game and it just kind of like it's like it's everything about it. it's like your jam. It's the kind of thing that you want to play. Um, I really love all the characters, all the, all the balance, all the, all the care they put in the community and making the community get new content. Um, that's free content. Uh, but I agree uh, that it does fall short on like story. And I constantly am like wishing for more and getting less than I than like. Uh, and then every so often, like they put out uh, a cuts like a cutscene cinematic that's like a cool one, and then there's like two really bad ones. Um, so uh, I too, unfortunately, although it is probably in my top five games of all time, surely because <laughs> it just is the most fun to play online shooter experience I've ever had. I'm gonna have to give four out of five joysticks. Just like Bennington. All right. Yeah. So here's my thing. I want it to um, be a five out of five, but I can't. I can't lie. I, I can't. I can't be false. The game on the always, podcast will always be true. Um. <laughs> and here's my truth. So my thing with video games and story is that the story is similar to what Bennington was saying. Sort of the story needs to drive me forward, or else I'll just get bored of the fucking game. Um. And Overwatch just literally doesn't have a story, so it's fun. And it's the kind of game that I'll play for two hours with Griffin a couple days every so often. Um, or something, but I'm never going to like turn back to it because it doesn't like fill that like itch of being in a story that video games need to do for me to play them over and over again. Uh, so I'll also give it four stars. Cause I think it does every or four joysticks rather. So I think it does everything. Holy shit. I'll give it four stars and I'll also give it four joysticks for eight total points. Wow. Unanimous. Um, oh my God. Because like it does everything it wants to do. And I feel like I can't discredit it that, but it's like, and even I think some of the ways it does things I don't like, like not having a story, it does the best version of not having a story where there's an optional one. I'd prefer an optional story to a bad story. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but like it still just doesn't do it for me. So it accomplishes everything he wants to do, but not the way I want it to. So four out of five. Not to get that five out of five, baby. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so that's too bad for Overwatch. It was a really good effort from that game. But now it's time to cheer everyone up with everybody's favorite segment made entirely out of segments. That's right, everybody. It's time for the segment segment. Griffin, you got a segment and start it off. All right. Now we're back to everyone's favorite new new-ish segment. It's what's that sound? <laughs> we're bringing it back. <laughs> uh, we're bringing it back. So I'm going to play a sound for our guest. Um, you get to hear it three times. Um, and I'm actually going to give you kind of a big theme for what this sound might be. Ooh, a big theme. Uh, the big theme is console. That's okay? a fucking crazy theme. <laughs> the theme is console, um, right. and you can phone a Lux for help uh, for for uh, a guest, and you have three guests. So I'm gonna play the sound uh, right now, coming to you live and direct. 
GameCube. Damn it! Yeah. Shit! Dunked. It's a, it was like a Started it. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like an instantly. So wow, I could see that was it. so fast. Is that some wow? As soon as you said it, I could see it happening. I knew. I mean, it's it's probably the most iconic. <laughs> Fucking luck, dude! I fucked to this. With <laughs> <laughs> that on loop? Yeah, no, no, I don't need it to loop. Trust me. I go to sleep to that. That is, <laughs> that is my it's ASMR. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, a great sound, a great, a great startup logo for a great um, system. One of well, the what's what's your favorite start? I mean, I had PlayStation, GameCube, uh, Nintendo. So PlayStation Two was actually my first console I ever owned, um, and so just that kind of opening, uh, those opening sounds kind of were like the first time that I was like, oh, I'm experiencing start with start with PlayStation. I want to hear the PlayStation one again. Sorry to uh, sorry. Uh, hijack no, this. Sorry. No, no, we're definitely we're, do we're definitely doing mine first. Wow. Wow. Too ambient. <laughs> no, it's so ambient. <laughs> That's a real more more as trans type shit. More yeah. like the the new one is just like pretty much like a a, a spa now. A spa. The PS4. Play the Wait, play the want, oh, PlayStation, PlayStation one? original one. That one has a very cool kind of metal sounding. Oh yeah. Um, I mean like metallic, not like the. Yeah. Not like uh triplets. I um. Oh, that shit's dope. Whoa, yeah, the that bass one. on that's very Tron. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was very sci-fi. Oh yeah, on color. Um, um, Frank Ocean sampled that for good reason. Uh, wow. Uh, they don't make them like they used to, guys. Anyways, well, that was what was that sound? And on to Lux's segment. <laughs> that segment just got dunked so hard. Um, <laughs> all right, well, we made a meal out of everybody's it. Everybody's <laughs> favorite segment where we talk about things that we prefer and more, and things that we prefer less. That's right. It's play it, play it, delay it. Um, this week's theme was hard to come up with because there's not a lot of games like Overwatch, so I picked failed MMOs. Um, based it on Titan, you see. Um, so the way, oh, the, way this, cool. the way that this works, uh, uh, Bennington, is I will... EverQuest. I will read you three game titles and the copy associated with those games. You'll Guild Wars 2. <laughs> you will choose which of those three you want to slay, as in throw in the trash, play as in play right away, and delay as in save for later. That Final Fantasy game. All right. Griffin is naming games that were too obvious for me to use. They were in my first. Like you're, those are all the games I thought of, and then I was like, I gotta so go deeper. Basic. And Griffin will yell at me because he knows these ones. Um, and you know, it, thank you. You know it's true. It's happened on the pod. All right, ready? Here we go. First off, we got Motor City Online. Motor City Online is a right as a racing, massively multiplayer online video game released by Electronic Arts on October 29th, my birthday, 2001. The point of the game was to buy oh classic my, cars. So we can't play this anymore. <laughs> the point of the game was to buy classic cars, mostly American muscle cars, ranging from 1930s to 1970s models, tune them up, and race them against other players. Next, Earth and Beyond. Welcome to Earth and Beyond, the first online role-playing galaxy. It's your turn to pilot your own starship, adventure in a massive galaxy, and take part in a thriving community. Alien encounters, fierce combat, cutthroat commerce, new discoveries, perilous quests, strategic alliances, diplomatic backstabbing, and epic wars await you and the friends you meet online. And lastly, Hellgate, London. A post-apocalyptic London has been overrun by hordes of terrifying demons, leaving the city desolate and scorched by hellfire. Those who were unlucky enough to survive now gather in the only sanctuary left, the Underground. That's the subway in London. Banding together in order to gain a foothold against the minions of darkness and ultimately save the bloodline of humanity. 
So which are you going to play, which are you going to slay, and which are you going to delay? What was the uh, the name of the last one? Yeah, can we get the titles one more time? Our titles, we had Motor City Online, Earth and Beyond, and Hellgate London. Uh, Hellgate London sounds really, I mean, especially an MMO. I, I've never played one, but I know you play a lot of hours. The art aesthetic of just like underground subways and even just post-apocalyptic stuff seems very boring to me. So I would slay that one. Bang. Um, I think with the Earth and Beyond, there's been a lot of massive MOs <laughs> uh, that try and tackle like space and they're just boring and they just can't get it done. I think we're like still a couple. No Man's Sky, another example. Uh, what's that one? Evo. Or Eve Online. Eve Online. Yeah, that one looks, they just look so boring. I think we're a couple years away from finding a way to give those games the, the gravity, the feeling that you're like on the Starship Enterprise or whatever. So I'm going to delay that one. Um, October 2001 was like such a fun time in America. <laughs> so that's that's when I turned 11 years old. <laughs> very good, very good. So I will I will play that game. Uh, that game seems super cool. Just so you can be transported back to that wonderful, it innocent an time. exciting space yeah. on the internet. Can you buy any classic planes? I mean, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Edit point. Uh, only Bailey. Bush. Can buy classic planes because Bush did 9 11. Um, Griffin, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I would slay all of these games. Like, well, I know I'm point. not allowed to, it's like that's why I picked them. Uh, they just like none of them seem like with an online game, it has to be something you really want to spend a lot of time with. Uh, and that's I think why these are the, failed MMOs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, th I mean, I think my answer is I, I, I think most of these I can't play even if I wanted to anymore. <laughs> um, so I wish them all a slow and painful death. <laughs> all right, great, Griffin. Thanks for doing the segment. <laughs> I mean, okay, uh, all right. So, I guess that would do I would play the earthbound one, I would delay Hellgate, and I would never play the car one. All right, I'm also gonna slay Motor City because cars are not for me. I'm actually going to play Hellgate, I think, because like almost for the exact same reason that Bennington's slaying it, that it just like seems so dumb and worthless. And I just want to like see how they even try to pull off this like because like you said, you need a lot of space for an MMO and London's like a pretty small size wise city. It's like very dense. And if it's all destroyed, there's not that much stuff. It's like, what makes this game cool? I want to know. And then I'll delay Earth and Beyond because, yeah, I don't know. Outer space. It's cool, but like I don't need it right now. Um, but that's play it, delay it, delay it, and that's basically the show. Bennington, even a fucking <laughs> wonderful guest. Yeah. Now we have to rate the episode. Bennington, <laughs> were, you, were, were you right? Were you right? Was this our worst episode yet? <laughs> uh, I'm working my way through the Phil Binder episode, uh, which, by the way, I can't believe he took XCOM. What a game. Oh, you want to do XCOM? I, I got XCOM right when I came to L.A., and I didn't know anyone, and I just would play that deep, deep into the night, and it was, it's really like a spooky atmospheric game, so uh, a lot of fun. Oh, and the thing I love about that game and Fire Emblem, when you die, you're fucking dead. Yeah, dude, permadeath is the best. I <laughs> yeah. fucking love that. It makes it so, in like, I would just stare at it for, like, 20 minutes, like, should I move here? And then when the guy dies, it's like, okay, should I start the two-hour quest over? Mm -hmm. There's Fuck a great, it, he's gone. A great, like, not a great newer, uh, new-ish uh, tactical RPG with permadeath is this game called Massive Chalice, 
And a big part of Massive Chalice is also that as your characters get older, you have to retire them and you can retire them and have them have kids who can become powerful. Oh, sick. But so then it's like as people are leveling up, like you can get someone pretty high level and you're like, should I just retire? That, should I just retire? That is the most anime fucking thing I've ever <laughs> heard. Yeah, and it's like, Massive well, no, Chalice. that's not true. We just talked about a 14 year old hamster that rolls around and escaped from robots yeah. on the moon. Holy shit. The fuck is the most anime thing you've ever heard? Uh, Dude, uh, that, I'm sorry. That but, Chalice is not the only thing that's massive right now. I'm straight. <laughs> Horny. Oh, Bennington's horny again, so let's end yeah. on a high All note. Right. Bennington, you've been a fucking fantastic and very horny guest, the two most valued <laughs> traits on this show. Um, why don't you tell the people where they can find you if they want to get more content from uh, from our good friend Bennington Grant? Um, check out CoverGaming.com. We cover gaming. Uh, and check out my Twitter handle, Bathroom1992. <laughs> Cool, excellent, good man. How Damn, you? that's so good. Yeah, Strong that's a Twitter really game. good Twitter name. Uh, follow us at, at Game Boys Pod or shut up Griffin on Twitter or come to the Pack Theater see shows. Lux, your turn. Um, yeah, at ML Surfboard on the Twitter. Uh, you can also follow the Game Boys on Facebook. Uh, it's the season finale of Not Even a Show dropped this Sunday, so check that out on YouTube. And Wisecrack stuff still happening, so check out Wisecrack. And that's all. So thank you very much for listening, everyone. My name is Lux. I'm your host. Your co-host is Griffin Davis. Your guest is Bennington Grant. Your editor is Haley Clement. Your art is by Brittany Metz. Your intro outro music is by Matthew Morden. Thank you very much, Internet. We love you. Game boys. Overwatch. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Sorry. Chewing. Oh, 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 oh. Is this thing on? Oh, is this thing on? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh nightmare shit. All right. Goodbye, Internet. <laughs>